Good morning, and we welcome to the program for his monthly visit the Chief Executive of the City of Greensburg, Mayor Joshua Marsh. Good morning, Mr. Mayor, and how are you doing on this glorious Wednesday? Hey, good morning, Tom. I'm doing great, and uh, I'm glad to hear you say glorious Wednesday, and I hope everyone's uh, pretty weather aware today. There's some severe storms uh, headed our way, so everybody be be cautious, be cognizant, but uh, you're right, it's a glorious Wednesday here in southeastern Indiana. Right. And then, of course, uh, the matter at hand, the uh, Board of Works uh, meeting uh, last night and uh, uh, three uh, items that really uh, popped out. Uh, in particular, uh, Street Commissioner Mark Klosterkemper uh, bringing forth the uh, interlocal agreement for the um, much-discussed uh, Park Road project. Yeah, and this is something that we've been really working on, um, not just in the two years I've been here where we've been uh, charging full steam ahead, but it's really been talked about. Um, it appears in the first uh, comprehensive plan as an item in uh, 1985 to improve the Park Road corridor connecting downtown to our um, parks facilities out on the southwest side of the city. And uh, I couldn't be more proud to be a champion of the project and continue uh, to want to see it come to fruition as we work to make it a safer a passageway for both motorists, vehicles, first responders, um, bicyclists, pedestrians, all of the above to help connect those two. And the first step to that is uh, to receive funding from the state of Indiana through what we call an LPA project, which is federal dollars matched with local dollars as well. And uh, we were awarded those dollars this year for construction season 2027. And uh, part of this is a county road. So we need to work with the county commissioners. They presented their project portion of the project to the state and was also awarded um, in all about $7 million worth of state money to help us complete phases one and two of a four, maybe five phase project, meaning uh, we're just getting started. It's going to take a long time, but the interlocal agreement between the county commissioners and uh, the city of Greensburg really helped us uh, shape out, shape that relationship and who's going to be driving, who's in charge of it. And um, what are we going to be doing to make sure that all the bills are paid? And I couldn't be happier to have the county commissioners on board as partners and uh, the city as well. And uh, according to INDOT, the request, uh, the city is uh, taking the lead on this project, I understand. Yeah, so we are going to have um, three of the four phases of the entire project. And that means that our portion is larger than the county's um, in the overall scope. This go around phase one which is the county um, commissioners phase is monetarily larger and longer uh, physically but the whole project really is a is more of a weighted towards a, a city street and the county commissioners are paying for their portion and the city's paying for our portion um, but we're the city's going to be the lead because our part of the project as a whole is larger yeah, and if I remember correctly, the city $2.6 million and then the county $1.4 million. And also the fact that the city is 75% city, 25% county, if I remember correctly. The entire project is about 25% county, 75%, meaning from one end, and we're talking about from Broadway all the way down to the bowling alley. And that isn't necessarily, that's not obviously these two phases. Um, the county received a little more than $4 million for their portion of this project. We received a little more than $2 million. 
and then we have to match uh, 20% of that. So it's estimated that the the 25% of the the 100% of the county's portion of the project will be a little more than five and a half million dollars. Um, and they have to come up with 20% of that, and the rest is federal dollars, which is what we were awarded. All right. So again, uh, basically uh, matching funds involved on the, and as far as uh, both entities are concerned. So, all right. Correct. Uh, all right, and then uh, obviously, uh, you know, pretty, pretty, pretty glad to get that uh, that at least taken care of. And uh, uh, moving on, uh, another thing that's uh, coming down the pike apparently: uh, the proposed Decatur County Highway Department uh, uh, building a new facility and uh, wastewater utility uh, uh, wanted a, a commitment letter uh, for this uh, proposed highway department area. This is a very simple. Uh, letter, if you will, that says that our wastewater plant can um, treat the wastewater that will be generated by the new highway garage uh, for Decatur County that they're building out uh, near the airport and by the fairgrounds. And so it's really nothing more than saying we are willing to allow you to connect onto our sewer line. Um, Nothing too special, just something that they need to put in their files as they start their design work. Okay, so, and then uh, with that, also uh, moving on to uh, something that's, uh, you know, also uh, at first blush, uh, fairly maintenance, the uh, the Pirate Park uh, maintenance contract. We've been talking about Pirate Park for several years now, and, you know, where the building is underway, the gravel's in a pile, and the foundation permits are inbound. So the building will uh, start going up, and then we're really hoping to get that in use uh, by the community there could be something this year. Of course, we're celebrating our bicentennial, but with the construction, it's very unlikely. And so we're really looking at what does next year look like to oversee that for the year. This includes the mowing of the nine acres of grass, um, chemical and application and fertilizer application as well. This will allow us uh, to free up some of our uh, street department crews that were spending a lot of uh, labor hours on um, maintenance of this facility and not even to a, to a athletic field quality just to keep the grass mown. So we're, we're excited to be working with Richard's uh, turf management. There was some discussion at the meeting about finding another community partner to help with this um, school system or parks. And both of those are relatively tapped out on their resources to acreage mown. And so we're really just kind of looking outside the box. I think there's probably a discussion down the road about, you know, can we uh, do a better job of um, our mowing fleet with our summer crew, and maybe that can help with it. So we're going to look at that, but really this year's about turf health. Okay, so uh, pretty much, uh, again, uh, grass mowing, um, spraying, and uh, fertilizing uh, going on there, and it's uh, in, that's, uh, what, a nine-acre property? Yes. Okay, all right. So with uh, that, we're going to go ahead and take a quick timeout. We'll move into the city council meeting portion of our uh, continuing discussion here as we're joined by the mayor of Greensburg, Mayor Joshua Marsh, and we'll continue that right after this. Don't adjust your radio. The sound that you hear is your stomach. You're having trouble focusing. You can't recall your last meal. You're trapped in the hunger zone. The solution, Batesville to go. Let to go deliver a hot, fresh meal to your home or office whenever hunger strikes. To go delivers the best food from local restaurants. Visit us online at togodelivers.com or call us at 812-727-8800. Batesville to go. Big city convenience, small town taste. 
And welcome back as we continue our monthly conversation with Greensburg Mayor Joshua Marsh. And, of course, moving into the uh, city council meeting, uh, Mr. Mayor, um, uh, Reedy Financial uh, with uh, had uh, several items that uh, they put forth through a council. Yeah, we had um, quite a long discussion, really, with the uh, focus on a couple different things. There was the Redevelopment Commission report that was presented to them. There was an ordinance 2022-07, which is the reestablishment of the Cumulative Capital Development Fund. This is a uh, rate-driven fund that, with the increases in assessed value, will you know uh, will decrease over time. And so we're reestablishing that back to its five-cent basis. And um, the last time it was addressed was 2015. And we use this fund um, to help with quality of life um, projects in the community. There aren't salaries paid out of it. There's not benefits. There's nothing like that. It's a true investment back into the community. And uh, something we just spoke about, Pirate Park, before the break, um, the building out there is being built by funds um, in this fund. So it is, uh, it's a good thing for the community, and I was glad to see Reedy Financial taking an active approach to long-term fiscal health of the community um, focused on that, making sure that long-term we're, we're in the right position where we need to be and doing these little uh, maintenance things to keep that uh, in a healthy state. And then uh, also the um, did a uh, 2021 end-of-year report and uh, also uh, talked about uh, ARPA funds as well. Yeah, so ARPA first, um, there was the final Treasury rule that was put into effect on um, April 1, and we – have to tell them what we want to do by April 30. So it's a very short um, turnaround time. Again, proactive work by Reedy Financial to get us um, in the right position. And what we're doing, um, the ARPA money is incredibly complicated. As some of you may remember, it's the American Rescue Plan Act dollars that were distributed in two waves, the first last year, the second this year in response to the COVID pandemic. But it is a very, very complicated financial uh, spider web of requirements. And so the, they changed it a little bit to say that if you receive less than $10 million, which um, I had a mayor's roundtable yesterday with a lot of the mayors in our listing area here, and uh, none of us received more than $10 million. And so you can sort of do what's called just a standard allowance for revenue loss um, that really takes a lot of strings off the reporting. So that's what the council opted to do. Very complicated, very boring, but will really help us uh, move forward with those dollars. The second item you mentioned there, and the final item on the Reedy section of the agenda, was the end-of-year report. We talked a lot about uh, these investments that were made in 2020 that uh, – were reported as income, and then those had to be reported as expenditures in 2021. That shows in 2021 we had a very large deficit. And so what Reedy was explaining was, you know, we don't have a large deficit. It wasn't due to, you know, irrational spending or over-expenditures or um, anything like that. It was just a correction from the 2020 um, bookkeeping. This was identified as part of our end-of-year uh, which Clerk Treasurer Amy Borns uh, talked to talk about later, in that the year-end audit kind of pointed these uh, things that needed to be corrected from 2020 and 2021, and uh, that's what they were discussing. 
All right. And then um, also uh, moving on, uh, Philip Roth with uh, American Structure Point uh, with a comprehensive plan update. And uh, this is, uh, shall we say, uh, the audience participation that's uh, coming up here in uh, the next few weeks. Yeah, and, and we've been working on our comprehensive plan for almost a year. Um, our building commissioner, Sarah Hamer, has been spearheading that for us, and American Structure Point is our consultants to work on it. So we've had we had public input sessions in the fall. Um, we've been working in parallel for our unified development ordinance, and now the uh, kind of two big final public hearings, public meetings about um, your input and options and selections, and then if you have new ideas, proposing those too. The uh, first one is going to be Thursday, April 21st. It will be from noon to 8 p.m. here at City Hall. It is not an eight-hour-long meeting. It is more of an open house style where you can uh, bring the kids, uh, come on over, have some input, chat with American Structure Point and other representatives about what you would like to see the Greensburg community look like. That same thing is then being repeated on Saturday, April 23rd from 9 a.m. to 3 p.m. again here at City Hall. And, um, again, is an open house style. So, you know, come and go as you please. They would expect if you were to go through it as quickly as possible and put one sticker on, maybe 20 minutes. Um, if you really did an in-depth analysis and discussion, maybe uh, 45 minutes to an hour. Not a huge commitment, but really something. This document is a, a document that drives the conversation as far as planning and growth for the next five to seven years and even beyond. Um, as you may recall, before the break, we talked about the Park Road Interlocal Agreement. That project appeared in 1985 and is still being discussed in 2022 and hopefully will be built by 2030 in a way that if you look at 50 years of, um, you know, work toward, well, not quite 50 years, but, uh, you know, a, almost a, a long time worth of discussion of something identified in a comprehensive plan back then, this is that opportunity to put something on the horizon for us in either the near or short term, near or far uh views of the community and and you bring up the point and uh, i know uh, philip uh, brought that up as well the fact that uh, this is actually um, uh, these are not things that are set in stone that these are just ideas and if uh, again he um, brought up the fact that if somebody comes to these open houses um, type settings and meetings coming up on the 21st and the 23rd that uh, if they have an idea they can bring that and pitch that yeah it is an open open conversation open discussion um, for the the community and to, you know, have input again on what that looks like long-term and how do we, you know, grow and, and benefit from from all those input items. And then, uh, of course, another item was, uh, this is something that uh, we've had in the news uh, this morning, uh, Fire Chief uh, Nathan Sturmer uh, trying to move ahead with the, uh, the fire station project. We did. We made um, some really good uh, leaps and bounds. We've selected uh, DLV of Indiana to be our architect for the, for the project. We're excited to work with them. They actually did our city hall remodel project as well, um, but we had great applicants uh, from all over Indiana, Ohio, and Kentucky for this project. A lot of excitement um, to build us the, the next fire station here in the city of Greensburg, something we haven't done in 50 years and uh, really make those improvements uh, for the, the health and safety, uh, the usability, and just modernization of our fire department. Uh, so that was selected, and then the Veritas Group was also selected to be our owner's rep, and we're um, excited to work with them for the first time to help us oversee um, this massive project uh, to help it move forward. 
And then uh, moving down to uh, your section, you had a, a couple of uh, ordinances um, you know, for amendment, uh, and this is uh, cleaning up uh, some language in the uh, golf carts and uh, UTV ordinances. Yeah, so in the uh, Ordinance 2022-08, we uh, talk about golf carts again. This is something we addressed last year to allow golf carts on city streets. There was not a annual renewal period, if you will. It just said you had to renew it in the year. There was some discussion that that leads to confusion. If you get a, if you get your sticker in November of 2021, when do you have to renew it in 2022? And how do our officers enforce that from a um, perspective of the license plate just says you're good for 2022, but is that June or is that December? Just like our cars, um, there's not a date identified with that. So that was both implemented for UTVs and golf carts that those need to be renewed by June 1 every year. So it's kind of uh, in the way that we all know if you have a 2023 plate, you're good to go until June 1st of 2023. If you have a 2021 plate, um, you're good to go um, until June 1st of the next year, or excuse me, a 22, you're good to go. So those are the ways uh, that that changed. That was for both golf carts and UTVs. Additionally, on the UTV ordinance, there was also an amendment to allow them to be driven on state highways inside the city limits. This is something that was not allowed in the first version. Um, Honestly, nobody even thought you could drive them on state highways. Um, Someone reached out to uh, one of the counselors and said, hey, we can do that up here. You might think about that. So we looked into it, and it's true. Um, The state does allow us to grant local permission um, to drive them on state highways inside the corporate limits of the city of Greensburg. So that that was also a change. All right. And then uh, the uh, last item is uh, uh, recognize, uh, of course, the uh, Greensburg Fire Department and the uh, wastewater uh, staff for uh, taking part in some uh, grain bin rescues recently. Yeah, this is something I know there's been, I know you've covered it on WRBI and other uh, media outlets. We've had, um, in the last month, we had two grain bin entrapments um, where farmers had been entrapped in corn. And I'm a Decatur County farm kid myself, so I've been in those. I know that it's a dangerous position, um, and and unfortunately, two individuals got caught in that. The good news is that both um, resulted in uh, survival which is not always the case, but, you know, first responders, GFD, and countless other um, first responding uh, organizations responded to those two separate incidences to uh, assist that. But our wastewater crew was also um, there to assist. They were were called in to use their vac truck to suck um, out the corn that was surrounding the entrapped individuals, which made for a a more expeditious um, exit. And made it easier on the first responding crews. We we greatly appreciate and always value first responders and their work. Um, but at this opportunity, you know, the wastewater crews that aren't trained in that but know how to use the tools of their trade uh, stepped up to become first responders. And for that, we had uh, five individuals from our uh, facility that you know picked up the picked up the call when it was made and. And uh, responded, and those were Roger Linkmeyer, Matt Campbell, Bubba Wilson, James Napier, and our superintendent, Zeke Smith, all of which uh, responded to each of those two separate calls. And uh, you made the point uh, during the meeting that uh, hadn't had any uh, grain bin rescues in the, the area in around five years, and you had uh, two within a week of each other, one uh, in Decatur County and one in Jennings County. 
yeah, it's something that we, we do train for. GFD um, trains for it regularly um, in hopes that, you know, we'll never need them. I know uh, left volunteer fire department responded to the one in Jennings County. They train for it. A lot of volunteer fire departments do, and I'm so proud of our um, firefighters for, for seeing that coming down the, coming down the road and uh, being ready for it. And, you know, you don't have them very often, and then two in a, two in a week. All right. And uh, anything else uh, before we let you go, Mr. Mayor? I don't think so. Um, you know, everyone have a fantastic week. As I said at the top of the program, be weather aware today. Um, stay stay safe. Stay healthy. Um, keep your phone charged. Uh, they are expecting some severe weather. We get the EM, excuse me. We get the EMA reports um, that come through that are pretty confident we're going to get something out of this. Greensburg Mayor Joshua Marsh. As always, we appreciate your time and thank you for joining us this morning. Thank you, Tom.